Stephanie Milkey here, aka Keto Mom, or often called Mom, Sis, Steffi, Daughter, Wife, Aunt, and Friend. Just like many of you, I carry a lot of titles. My favorite title is Mom. I should probably say Wife, which takes a lot of my time. But let's be honest if you want to do something and do it well, you will make the time for it. Commitment is hard because we find ourselves overcommitted, but when you practice prioritizing, you will find out what is actually important and what you can let go. With the Keto Mom Podcast, you will learn together how to manage our time, commit to the most important things in life, and I will equip you with the tools you need to feel qualified each step of the way. My name is Stephanie Milkey, and welcome to the Keto Mom Secrets Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Keto Mom page. My name is Stephanie. This is my amazing husband, Steve. We're diving into the book called The Power to Change, We are on chapter 1.1, why you do what you do. So as you're tuning in, uh, we would love to just say good morning, hello. Where are you tuning in from? We're tuning in from Minnesota, where we are about to probably get a lot of snow, but we're believing for no snow so that we can... 20 inches (laughs) is what is supposedly coming. 20 inches. So what do you think about that? Do you think it's coming? Do you think it's not coming? I don't and think it's usually coming. they say when you talk about weather, that we're means the conversation's dead. But I don't believe it because what we're getting ready to dive into, if you apply this to your life, guess what? Your life will change. It'll never the be the same. Your life will never be the It'll same. It'll never be the same. It's true. So yesterday we talked about why you do what you do because of what you think of you. And you've heard Stephanie say this. We learned this from one of our mentors, Joseph McClendon, as you think. So you feel as you feel, so you do, and as you do, so you have. So So when you're looking at your life, it's interesting because there was a recent study that was done, and it said most people set New Year's resolutions. Most people have goals, right? But by the second week in January, did you know that more than 60% of people already quit what they started? They're done. They just throw in the towel. And... It's interesting because I think for so long, I've added lots of different disciplines, lots of different habits. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we kind of talked about my sugar addiction and some of the things that I've been working through with that. The good thing that was in the past. And how many of you, if you were real honest with yourself, you've either you've set up the vision board, you've set up the disciplines, you've set up the habits, you've put all of the right things in the right order, you've bought the shoes, you've got the workout gear, you got the new workout program, and you've attempted it. But what typically happens? There's excuses, there's the time frame, there's they don't see themselves worthy, they get in their mind, they they quit. They do. It kind of turns into this mental game. Right. And so for so long, I think that's one of the things that I've been challenged, challenged with is just some either toxic thoughts or some different lies that I've just been believing. And I've never really understood until this week of diving through this book and actually going to a lot of our events. Like for me, it's become full circle. Yeah. So it's been actually pretty transformational. So what are some things that you've highlighted? What are some things that we asked them to do? All right. So we did the introduction yesterday. We talked about making a list of the things that you want to start, start behaviors you want to change, and a list of things you want to stop, stop behaviors you want to change. So this book is great because it really breaks it down into small increments. You don't have to read a ton. Whether you're going to tune in here just because you don't have the book or you're going to get the book, it's a very simple way to go through it because it, it breaks it up into very small little parts. It gives you a story, something to think about, and then an action step. 
And so we're on 1.1. If you're actually following along in the book, or if you're just watching the lives, you can actually take the action as well. So he says, why you do what you do. So he goes, here's the truth you need to embrace. If you're ever going to change, you do what you do because of what you think of you. And so he goes, uh, he tells a story. He's a, the, the author's a pastor. Steve used to work for the church called Life Church in Oklahoma. And he talks about how in the very beginning of the church, uh, him and the associate pastor were at the church. All of a sudden, randomly, a whole bunch of cars whip into the parking lot. And uh, they look outside and they're like, oh my goodness, people are so excited to come and see us. It wasn't that they were excited to come and see them. There was a fight about to break out in the church parking lot. And he goes, us being men forgot who we were pastors, and they ran outside, and for a split second, they were like, fight, 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 fight. fight." And then all of a sudden, they both looked at each other, and they were like, wait. Hold on. Who are we? We don't stand for this. So they said it 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 went from fight, fight, fight to break it up, and then they realized, he said this, they go, no matter what we wanted to do, we had to be true to who we were. So we went from fight, fight, fight to break it up, break it up, break it up. And so what I love about this is he gives you biblical principles and uh, he'll talk about like the psychology of our brains. And so in the beginning of this chapter, he says in Proverbs, it says, for as he thinks within himself, so is he. For he thinks within himself means we choose the story that we believe. We choose the things that we're believing about ourselves and that creates the action of the things that we do. So just for instance, if you don't believe in yourself, if you've looked at yourself a certain way, all of these years, if people have spoken words over you, it created a belief in you, whether you were told you'll always be this way, it's in our family, it's in our genes, you will never amount to much. I'm just saying things that you might've heard in the past, right? That will never be you. Why do you think you deserve that? Like as you run these stories in your head, it becomes a belief. So even if you tell yourself and you did this in January and you're like, I'm going to get stronger. I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. Or like, I want to have a good marriage. I want to be financially free. Like if you, if you're like, I write these things down, I have the vision boards, but the belief inside of you is I, it actually will never be me. If you have this little voice inside that says it'll, you'll never amount to it. You'll always be this way. That is going to override the goals and the habits that you've set for yourself or the, the goals or the vision board, because it's what you believe inside of you. That's what he's saying. It's really good. Does that make sense? So good. And so anything you want to say about that? Well, I I remember hearing you say last week, we have a tendency to make things worse than they actually are. Yes. Well, we've heard that from a friend. He says, don't see things worse than they are. Right. And it makes me think some of these lies or some of these things that we may be deceived on, right. which we appear to be as our truth or who we are, yep. you're really only one small shift away from it breaking loose and breaking free and actually changing to become the person you were created to be. Right. 100%. And I mean, there's lots of things that we'll talk about, but in general, if you can just identify the lie of what you're believing in yourself that will help you make a huge shift in actually accomplishing those goals. For sure. So this was the this was the breakthrough. Every day I'm going through this the workbook. So we've got the book. There's an audio book. Uh, there's some really great messages. They're on week three right now. Yeah. So if you actually want to listen to Craig Rochelle and listen to the message aspect of it, just comment message down below and we'll send that to you because I think it's a really great way to... I'm loving this because there's so much content with this I mean, we are kind of in an information 
like era influx of there's just so much information there's so many things out there and what i'm loving about it is it's piecing it all together so if you've got the workbook and if you're going through the workbook if you've got the book if you've got the audible and you're listening you don't have to it to have all of them or if there's you don't want any of, of those you can watch this if you don't want any of those you can check Obviously, we appreciate you being here, but we can also send you a message. And I think tying it all together yeah. has been really helpful for me. But the breakthrough that I had this morning was just the fact that I'm typically really good at thinking through systems and the habits aspect, yep. but I didn't realize the spiritual truth aspect of how important it how important mm -hmm. it is. Like it's one thing to identify the lies. It's one thing to identify those patterns and those words we're speaking over ourselves. So something that I started yesterday was just called, uh, he just called it your truth journal. And so basically like, what are, what are the things that are coming up and when are they coming up? Like, what are those, what are those lies that you're putting mm -hmm. in your mind? We'll get into that later. It's like a that. little sneak peek, but if you can identify it, if you can write it down, what we can do is we can actually shift those thoughts to becoming more spiritual truths that's applied to your life. Yeah, I think that's Because when you know who you are, you know, you what, know what to, to do. do. I love that. So he gives an example. He says, two people who have experienced nearly identical circumstances can come to very different identities. He goes, for instance, if you've ever been through a lot, the story might you might tell yourself is this. I'm a victim. Bad things always happen to me. Mm -hmm. While the other person living with a different identity might see himself as I'm an overcomer. No matter what life throws at me, I will kick it in the tail and keep moving. Two same situations. One person looking at as a, as a victim and one person looking at, at it as an overcomer. And he goes this, that's why the Bible says, for as he thinks within him, so is he. What does this mean? Who we are, our character shapes our thoughts about ourselves and others. What we think is a reflection of who we are, and then it shapes our lives. We have no choice but to, okay, so we have no choice but to live out what we think. What we think within ourselves, we make the decisions based on self-identification. And then he goes into like a psychological, I'm sorry, a psychology part. He goes, there were studies done uh, in Stanford University, and they call it the identity model of decision making. And he basically says this. Like people base their decisions off of who they think they are. They ask themselves, who am I? What kind of situation is this? What would somebody like me do in this situation? So their self-identity their self -identity is primary reason why they or you make a decision. I'll give you an example. It's a really silly example. But yesterday we were at CrossFit as a, as a family. And when they give us the workouts, they basically give us a workout as in really, really hard like they break it into three aspects. They say, here's your workout for today. They give you the numbers to do and they break it up into like, I think about as like an athlete, like a solid athlete. Then there's like, well, I used to say like a me, like, uh, like I walk into the gym and I'm like, I'm here for, what do I say? What do I call it? What do I call it? Absolutely yeah. Oh, there's a word. I'm like, oh, functional fitness. Right. Right. Okay. I might not be a competitor. I'm like functional fitness and then beginner. Yeah. Would you say that's right? Sure. So normally we walk, we do, we talk about the workouts and I normally automatically put myself in this middle position because I see myself, I say, I'm here for functional fitness. I'm a mom athlete. Like I don't, I don't see myself as the athlete to compete in the highest level and numbers. I kind of let myself off the hook because this is hard. Mm -hmm. Right. 
The top part is harder. The middle part is comfortable yet hard. And I never tell myself I can do the bottom part. I'm like, well, I, I don't have to do that part, but I can do the middle. Anyways, we were doing the workout yesterday and on my little board, I wrote the highest part with a little dash and the middle part so that if I was tired, I would let myself off the hook. In my head, I was like, I can't do that part. I'm not the athlete. Right. So as we were doing the workouts, I, I told myself, the book popped into my mind and I went, there's an aspect of life where other people aren't going to know what I do, but it's, it's in my own head, right? It's my limiting beliefs. And I'm the only person that can get myself out of that rut, right? Like you can listen to people, That's good. you can read the books and ultimately you have to get yourself out of that mindset. So I told myself, I said, you know what? What's the difference if I row 650 meters or 800? I got to 650 and I went, surely I can do 150 more. <laughs> like I can be the athlete. So I, I talked to myself and I told myself, not just, I switched my language and I said, I am an athlete. So for those last 150 meters I rode, which was hard, <laughs> I said, I am the athlete and I can do this. Instead of doing 35 push-ups, I told myself, I can surely do 15 more and do the athlete number. So I said, I can do this. I can do this. I am an athlete. I went back and instead of doing 150 jump ropes, I did the 300. I said, I can do this. I am an athlete. I can do hard things. And at the very end, I did the same thing because nobody knew. Like nobody knew even next to me the numbers that I was doing, right? But I knew and I knew that if I could talk myself into it and realizing that I could just simply go, what would an athlete do? They would do the highest number possible. I had to talk myself out of the lower number. And do, does that make sense? Oh my goodness. This is so good. So, yes. I mean, there comes a it point where sense. you're going to watch this. You're going to read the books. You're going to listen to the messages, but it comes like you have to tell yourself, you've sure. got to talk to yourself. You've got to tell yourself that that limiting belief of me being functional fitness, while it's good, I can actually do more. And I was able to do more and it was hard, but it, but it was fine. So it sounds like the words you speak to yourself really make a difference. Yes, in life. they do. They do. And especially if you are a parent or a coach or a, like if you've got other people watching you, my goal is not, it wasn't even just for me. I wanted to prove to myself. So when my girl said, we always go, what numbers did you do? Right. And the girl said it. And I told our oldest daughter and I said, well, I did 850, 350, 800. She went, what? You did not. I said, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I did it. Right. Because usually yeah. I set my standards lower. Hmm. So makes me think. And for those of you who are tuning in and listening, what are your standards? Yeah. Only you can set those. Right. What environments do you put yourself in? You put yourself in an environment that was going to push you. Right. Uh, what words are you speaking to yourself? Because what you're rehearsing in here makes all the difference. Right. And I would just say, choose to do hard things. Right. So you like, you put it into practice. Right. And I think if you get those, if you get those, those situations, like if you get that dialed in, that's how you grow to become a better version. Well, you're going to learn to identify with what you're wanting to become. Right. And so this isn't just about fitness. No. Like this is about the little things, even like in like Stephanie will shut the lights off in the kitchen because the kitchen's closed. Right. So she's making a standard like for our kids, like we don't need to be snacking after dinner. Right. Uh, the kitchen's closed. 
So it's like a, it's a standard right? and it's a principle, it's a behavior, it's a cue. We're going to get into the habit loop probably in the next week or so. Right. But there's little things that you can do to, to make that flip, to make that switch. Yeah. Or like even telling yourself things like if your goal is to get financially out of debt and you find yourself going to certain places, what if you instead of went to Target or you said instead of going through that drive through instead of you told yourself, I am a person that saves. I am getting out of debt. Like you've got to almost tell yourself and create the identity that you're, you are becoming. Does that make sense? That's really good. Right? Yep. It's so, so good. So what are you telling yourself? Right. What are you calling yourself? What, do you, what are the voices in your head? Right. What are they speaking about yourself? And how can you replace some of the lies with some spiritual truth? Right. That's where the breakthrough happens. So he says, our identities are an undetected, un- undercurrent pulled at pulling like an undercurrent pulling at us into decisions and behavior. Sometimes though we do sense the current influences us and then even blame that influence for our poor decision. So basically he goes, why does your friend keep going from loser boyfriend to loser boyfriend? And then you say, Hey, why are you choosing these loser boyfriends? It's just the verbiage he's saying. And she'll tell you that she doesn't want to. It's just who she is. Another example, he goes, why do you have a friend that always struggles with money, right? You ask him, why do you struggle with this so much? And he will explain to you that he's just not good with money. He doesn't want to. I'm sorry. He doesn't want to, but he always spends spends too much. It's who he is. He's always in debt. It's just who he is. It's interesting because now that you hear this and you have an awareness of it, you will hear people go, it's just who I am. It's just how I do things. It's always been that way, right? It's in our family when they're identifying and that's why they're making the decisions. And that's why even if they say, I want to get out of debt, I want to lose weight, I want to have a better relationship. If they identify with the opposite, that's what's going to out, out, come out of them. For sure. Right? This is powerful. And a lot of this stuff is probably deeply seated due to the way that you were raised. Right. Due to the people who you looked up to and maybe some of the things that they said, maybe some of the most important people in your life, they, they may have said something about you or to you or to somebody else and you heard through the grapevine, right. but it's those reasons that you think you are who you think you are. Right. So you've basically put some self-identities on yourself and you don't even know it. You're just, you're just running through that. So our hope is, is that through, through those identities and through those, those words that you're speaking over yourself, the assignment that I'd like to give you today yeah. is to just get a piece of paper, open up a notepad, and when you say something about who you are, so for example, like Stephanie yesterday at 4.30, probably, it probably would have been like 4.50, she was telling herself, I am an athlete. What yep. would an athlete do? Yeah. That's something that she would write down in her journal, her truth journal. Of Well, at first I would have identified the lie because I said, I can't do the higher one. Okay. And then I, and then because of the book, I was like, shoot, we're coaching on this and I actually can do it. So what I need to say is I'm an athlete. So I need to do that. The other part. This is so perfect. I hope you're catching this for those. So of you I had who to walk myself in, through it. This is, this is golden. This is what's going to truly set 2023 at a whole new level is because you're you're developing an awareness. Right. And our hope is, our prayer is that you get it here. Like right. you're understanding it here. For me, it's taken me about seven years of hearing it from different people at different times. And for whatever reason, it's becoming very self-evident to me right now. Yeah. So please, like 
take this information and like let it soak in because if you can get this, you're going to go to a whole new level. Right. You have the power to change. Right. So it would have probably been just, let's say 4:40 PM. She was telling herself, I don't have this. I can't do these numbers. And she self-identified that negative self-talk. Right. And she quickly applied truth to who she was. Right. She said, no, I so she halted. She stopped the negative talk and she told herself, no, I am an athlete. What would an athlete do? They would do the harder numbers. So it's like for me, I know this. One of the cues that I have is when, I, when I'm bored or I'm either dehydrated, where do you think I have a tendency to walk towards? I walk towards the kitchen. Mm -hmm. When I go to the kitchen, I open up a cupboard. When I open up a cupboard, then I'm like, oh, what sounds good to eat? And it's not like it's bad food, but it's food that just doesn't usually go well with my body. Right. So that is a cue. I have to... I have to identify it. So our hope is through your negative self-talk, your self-identities, those types of things, you can identify them and you can replace them with a different behavior. Right. You're almost putting yourself into that position of like, okay, I want to be this person. I'm right. going to become that person. What would that person do? Because I am going to be that person, right? What would me as a person that wants to get out of debt do if I'm a saver, if you see yourself as a saver, or if you see yourself like, hey, what, how would I treat my spouse? Like you can put yourself in the relationship aspect, the spiritual aspect. If you're working on, you're like, listen, I need to work on my spiritual spoke. Then what would me wanting to work on that do? Getting into a life group or going to a church or what, diff, listening to different podcasts. I'm just giving you different instances. Like we can set all the goals that we want. Those are great. We can have the vision boards. That's great. And then we have to look at our identity and then put ourselves there. That's true. I'm just going to be straight up and honest then, for the, yeah. because here's what's interesting. You start talking about this kind of stuff and it's really easy for people to tune out. Yeah. But this is where the breakthrough happens. Right. So vision boards, dream boards, all of those so important. Having the right habits, so important. Having having the, the right workout gear, being prepared, having the right food in the kitchen, all of that stuff right. makes a huge difference. But the breakthrough happens when you start tying spiritual truth to it. Yeah. Because the moment you tie the spiritual truth to it is when it actually comes full circle. Because the reality is you can't do it by yourself. Right. You just can't. And there's so many people, myself included, where you just keep putting yourself on this perpetual circle. Yeah. You keep walking around the mountain. And until you can tie the spiritual truth of who you are and the spiritual power and the spiritual discipline to it. Yeah. That's when you can actually. I hear my it. dad's voice in my head. He says, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you're going to like break through and keep going. So you may be, you may today. You want to tell me start, the action too? You may today start having all of these. Uh, sure. Yeah. I was really? just thinking. So like I was thinking today could be the day where you start hearing either certain voices or certain things that you're saying to yourself. Yep. It's time just to identify it. And if you don't necessarily know how to, like, how do I change that? How do I switch it? Like, how do I, how do I change that tape? I would call them toxic thoughts. Yeah. How do you take those toxic thoughts that are deeply rooted into who we believe that we are? We're going to talk through over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk through how to break all through all the that info. stuff. It takes but if you're time. like, I just want you to identify it. Just identify it. And let it be a part of your RAS, yeah. particular activating system. Like just start identifying it. And then if you're like, no, I have to fix this right away, send us a message. 
send Stephanie a message and we'll talk through it. We'll come up with a game plan. But for the masses of people we're talking to today, we're going to just take little bits and pieces at a time. So yesterday we talked about your stop behaviors. We talked about your start behaviors mm -hmm. because all of this stuff is so, so important. So, um, well, he What's says the underlying belief is, are well, you going to give him that part? Well, he just there? says this. He just says using the stop behaviors that you listed in the exercise one, think yeah. about the beliefs that is driving your behaviors. What is the, what you think of you motivating the, what you do. So he just says, when I stop, when I, the stop behavior, the, the underlying belief is, so here's an example. No, this is really good. When I drink too much, my underlying belief is that the only effective way to escape my stress and pain is to medicate myself. So when you take that, I want to stop something, he goes, when I choose not to read my Bible, my underlying belief is that I don't really believe that God will fully promise his promises for me. Mm -hmm. When I continue to use toxic or be in a toxic relationship, my underlying belief is that this is all that I really deserve. So you're taking what you do not believe from before, the things you want to stop. And he just says, he wants you to duplicate it. He goes, when I do something, when I uh, eat the donut. Should I share my example? Yeah. All right. I spent about an hour working on this. And so this was deeply rooted into, into me. So I said, when I eat too much, that was my thing. So when you fill in whatever that blank, spend too much money, uh, drink too much alcohol, yell at your kids, raise my voice when I get too angry, yeah. fill in whatever that is for you. But this is what I wrote down. When I eat too much, my underlying belief is, so that's the next part, my underlying belief is that, should I really share some of this stuff? You this is share. Okay, so this was actually pretty challenging for me to really work through this. I actually really... Okay. I'm just going to say it. All right. So because when you personal. start identifying this stuff, yeah. like it becomes truly real to you. So, um, and you know what? Laugh at me. I don't care. This is what I'm working through. This is I what I'm overcoming. I'm going to laugh at you. Okay. So <laughs> when I eat too much, my underlying belief is that being full with food tells me I'm finished. So like, I got to get so full that I feel like I'm finished. I say that because I'm not sure where my next meal will come from. I say that because it makes me feel complete. It makes me feel finished, like I said. All right, I'm about to get there now. So this is where it starts. Like For me, it's about emotions. Uh, for me, it's like this quick spike of it makes me feel good, but it always comes with a crash. Right. Uh, I, I do this in regards to like when I'm eating the sugar, it's because of like how I was growing up. I'm actually quite addicted to sugar, mm -hmm. but I'm acknowledging I'm acknowledging that and I'm putting in spiritual truths to change it. So what I would easily do is I would just eat it and I would completely, my underlying belief is, well, I'll just ignore the long-term consequences. Uh, my underlying belief is, well, Steve, you have a lack of self-control. Steve, uh, you do it because you're, you're bored. Steve, you do it because you think you're hungry. Why am I bored? Well, probably because I'm stressed out, because maybe there's some anxiety running around in my mind, or maybe it's because I'm just really thirsty. So I want to encourage you to identify what it is in your life that you want to stop. But it's not just what you want to stop, but it's what is the underlying belief that's causing it to even happen in the first place. So here's what's really beautiful is tomorrow we'll talk about some of the behaviors and some of the cues. We kind of snuck, snuck them in a little bit earlier, 
But if you can identify what it is that you're wanting to stop, but more importantly, the underlying belief of what's causing it, tomorrow we can talk about the behaviors and the cues that we can kind of help move forward with identifying yeah. those. We're so. not just, I mean, it's all a process. So as we go through the book, we'll do the lives. Uh, we can send out the message. We can share with you. You can listen to the audible. Everybody learns differently, but reach out, ask questions. You can ask questions below. Um, if you've missed any of the past lives, they'll all be on keto. If you go to ketomomsecrets.com, you can click on, I think it says book club or mindfulness. Uh, and we have books that we've shared over the last almost two years. And this one will be going there as well. So you can watch the lives and follow along. Or you can just reach out and ask questions. Yeah. So it's on YouTube. Check out YouTube if you want to see yesterday's. Check out Keto Mom Secrets on podcasts on Spotify. It's all there. It's up to like 160 episodes, something crazy like that. That's pretty amazing. So it just shows you the power of consistency. Uh, if you want the message, just comment message down below. Or if we miss the message, just send us a just send us a message and yeah. we'll, we'll make sure we get it to you. Because he's on week three. It's life-changing. It's really, really good. So, so I hope that this was valuable. In general, the mornings are to help you with your mindset. As always, you can always go through the Keto Mom page, whether it's on Instagram or we're on YouTube or on Facebook, and you can scroll through for recipes. You can scroll through for keto tips. You can send me a message. Uh, I do a, a lives throughout the week that give you a how to get started. Like I will give you the recipes and the things that you want. So there's a difference between want and need, right? So I tell people, listen, I know you want recipes. I know you want the how to's. I will give that to you. You can always go to ketomomsecrets.com, click on how to get started, click on recipes, send me a message. But what I truly feel like people need, what we truly feel like people need is they need the truth. They need to understand their identity. They need to understand mindset. And it might not feel as glamorous or as it's going to fix it because you might think, no, if I have the right recipes, it's going to fix everything. I'm telling you, you're wrong. So, and the reason I'm telling you you're wrong is because I have over the last almost eight years gotten so many messages of people going around the same mountain, doing the same diets, doing the same things over and over again, failing and starting and failing again. So until you decide to work on your mindset, make the shift, understand that that's important and your thinking is important, you're going to keep going around the same mountain. So we want to give you what you need and also what you want, and you'll find it all on the page or send us a message and we'd love to help. It's powerful. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, have a great day and we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. <laughs>